Thanks for pressing play. And welcome to Lockhead on Marketing, the oddcast for marketers, category designers, and entrepreneurs with a different mind. On this episode, if you are in tech, if you're a Silicon Valley type, you're in a startup, or you're a category designer working in that world, this oddcast is for you because today we're going to talk about considerations for all of you. And, um, you know, really what I want to do uh, now is recreate uh, the key components of conversations I've been having with friends uh, since the beginning of the year about how to think about what's going on right now in tech and what it means for them and their families uh, personally. So that's what we're going to get into. And I hope it makes a difference for you. Now, speaking of making a difference for you, my friends at Acceleration Economy are hosting a legendary virtual event called the Digital CIO Summit. And it is not a stretch to say that some of the very smartest people in the technology industry are going to be participating. And candidly, given all that's going on, the turmoil in the economy, the rapid ascension of the mega AI category, and everything else that's going on in the world when some of the biggest thinkers are willing to get together and share what's on their minds at this kind of a moment in time, it's an incredible opportunity. And you'll learn from CIOs like FedEx's Rob Carter, ASU's Lev Ghanik, and Goya Foods' Stravajit Basu, and many others. They will share how they are harnessing the power of technology and dealing with uncertainty to grow and scale their companies. And uh, I will also be speaking, but please do not let that stop you from participating. The uh, CIO Summit is April 4th through 6th, 2023. That's April 4, 5, and 6, 2023. And registration is free, gratis. It's a freebie at aeciosummit.com. That's aeciosummit, all one word, dot com. Now, hey-ho, let's go. This is Lockheed on Marketing, the podcast that helps you develop the lens for what makes legendary marketing legendary. Hosted by Christopher Lockhead, three-time CMO, godfather of category design, and a high school dropout, who the Marketing Journal calls one of the best minds in marketing, and The Economist calls off-putting to some. So the first thing I think is important to talk about is how category king economics work and what happens to these dynamics in downtimes. So essentially, a new category emerges, typically started by one company or a small set of individuals. And um, as that category grows and gets some traction, it attracts competition and investment. And then is the cat. So imagine sort of a the classic bell curve in your mind. And um, as you get about two thirds of the way up the curve, generally, and that typically takes three or four years, a, a category queen or king will emerge. That is to say that a leader will break out. And based on our primary uh, category science research, which we published several years back now in the Harvard Business Review and in our first book, Play Bigger, what happens is one company takes two thirds of the economics. That is to say, we studied uh, companies and we looked at specifically in a category, what percentage of the market cap as measured by uh, public companies and valuation as measured by private companies goes to the leader, the category queen. And that number is 76%. 
And if you're a uh, regular listener, you know that um, Al Ramadan was on a little while ago. And one of the things that he announced, the folks at Play Bigger, the company, re-looked at that uh, data set again based on the current environment. And it turns out those economics hold true. So what am I sharing with you? One company takes two-thirds of the economics in every category, and it tends to be the company designing the category. In downtimes or times of slower to no growth, the category king game plays out faster. So here's what happens. Customers stop spending, which decreases the growth rate of all categories, particularly in this case in tech. And then when a customer says they are going to buy a particular type of technology, they prioritize the number one company over everyone else. And in downturns, they're much less likely to even consider the number two or the number three player. And so what happens here is the champ to chump cycles increase. That is to say, category king gets rewarded more quickly, even in, in a slower growth situation in a downturn. And the number two and three companies, the chumps, all get hammered much more quickly. So now is a good time to be paying attention. Are you at a category king company? If you are, you're probably in the best shape you could be in. Are you in a category battle? And if you are, do you think your company is going to win or not? So it is very important to be paying attention to these questions. There's a company that I know of that a year ago launched its first lightning strike and has clearly pulled away of a field of about probably 30 to 40 competitors. And within days of their first lightning strike announcing their new category move, dozens and dozens, this is a startup, dozens and dozens of people at their competitors started reaching out to them for jobs. Because people intuit this stuff. They know if they're on the wrong side of history. And legendary people want to be at the category king. So now is the time to be paying close attention. Are you the category queen or category king company? If not, are you about that to win that race? Or if you're losing that race, you have to understand that this is what's going to happen. If you're not at a category king, you're going to have accelerated decreases in sales. In other words, revenue is going to drop faster for you than for the normal challenge tech company. Second of all, if you're the number two or worse company in a category, your ability to raise money is going to go to, if not zero, very close to zero. Because venture capitalists understand this. They know that one company wins and they will double down on their winners and they will literally ignore their losers. So um, right now is a good time to figure this out as it relates to your company and your position as the category queen or not. And if you're not and you do love the space, you might consider doing what I just described, which is leaving your company as tough as it might sound to go to a competitor because um, the company that wins is going to win two thirds of the economics. And if that's not you, it's going to suck. Let me be explicit. I've been at the category queen and I've been on the losing end and it sucks to be on the losing end of a category king. So now's the time to start making a plan B. Consider making a career move. If you're not ready to move, start thinking about maybe a side hustle. 
Start putting out feelers to the category, King. Maybe now's the time to consider going solo. A lot of legendary solopreneurs happen in downtimes. Think about any new learnings, any new intellectual capital, or what you might think of as creator capital that you have might that you might have built. Something that you know and or use and or have created that um, you might not think is that valuable, but maybe in the external world would be very valuable. Particularly if you turn that intellectual capital, that creative creator capital into a digital asset that is monetizable in a digital world. All I'm saying is you may know some things that you could codify into a digital offering and wrap a legendary category around. And all of a sudden you could be like my friend, Joanne Molinero, who went from being a high priced lawyer in Chicago to being the quote unquote Korean vegan. And now she's a digital creator and a chef, and all this other amazing shit that she does. So however you want to think about it, now is a very good time to be paying attention and doing sober scenario planning with some stiff drinks. All right, number two, it's important to remember that those of us in tech make money really in only one way, which is by having an equity stake in a category king. Because generally, stock in the non-category king is not worth very much unless they get acquired. And even then, it's not going to be worth anywhere near what it would be in the category king. So if you're in tech, the number one way to make money is to have an equity stake in a company that takes two-thirds of the economics and wins. That is to say, a category queen. Now, this is a very important part of this discussion. If you are at a tech company that's private, and you raised money in the 2020 to 2022 timeframe, it is very important for you to understand what is the value of your stock today? Because there's a chance the value of your stock is underwater. Because in that time period, roughly that vintage, that two-year vintage, the 2020 to 2022, many companies are worth half or less than they were the last time they raised money. So the value of your stock may be worth a lot less than you think it is. Now, if that's the case, and you're at the category king, what you're going to want to do is your leadership team is right now probably figuring out how to resolve this issue. And different companies are going to handle it different ways, but the leading companies who raised money and are now now have much smaller valuations, that is to say, your stock is underwater and worthless and likely will not be worth that much again for a very long time, these companies are figuring out ways right now to issue more stock to you. And in that case, if it's a category king that just happened to raise money at the peak of the market uh, and you want to stay, it could very well make sense, particularly if they issue you more stock. However, here's the worst of all potential scenarios. If you're at a tech company that raised money 2020 through 2022 and is losing or not clearly winning their category battle, A, your company's valuation is probably got your stock underwater and B, they're on a path to failure that is faster given a downturn and given there's a category king emerging to overtake you. So all this is to say, you got to get your money right. 
And the number one question you got to ask right now is, what's my stock worth? And is the value of the company up or down? And if it's down, what, if anything, is the company going to do to deal with that situation? And put all of that discussion in the context of, is the company you're at likely a category queen or likely not a category queen? Because that is the primary decider of whether or not your equity is going to be worth anything. Okay. And the third thing I just wanted to touch on, um, here's the thing. Many category kings in tech are quietly hiring. I know companies who've done layoffs and hiring at the same time. Here's uh, some of the inside scoop in Silicon Valley. Normally, companies experience a regular rate of employee attrition. It's a different number, different percentage of employees at different companies. But every year, some percentage of companies and most companies leaves and it tends to have some kind of a pattern to it. Well, what happened over COVID was most people didn't quit their jobs in tech that were working from home. They hung on to them. And so the attrition rate wasn't as high. So part of what's going on with the tech layoffs is giant tech companies clearing out what normally their attrits would have been, point A. Point B, major tech companies, big public tech companies, these companies don't have a cash problem. What they have is investor pressure because the current thinking on Wall Street is many of the big tech leaders got drunk in the boom times and hired way too many people and are not as disciplined about their business as they should be. And so whether it's Facebook or Google or Salesforce or whoever, many of these large public tech companies are under pressure to be more productive, more efficient. And, uh, and that's driving some of these layoffs. But the reality is many of them do layoffs and hirings at the same time. And it's often true for private companies. Yes, some companies are laying off because they quote unquote have to, but a lot of them, the stronger ones, are just getting rid of weak people and hiring. So what's my point? When you're looking at a category king, you might think, well, shit, I can't even apply there. They're doing layoffs. They might be hiring. And who they're hiring, by the way, are people who can drive revenue and create and dominate categories and build category-defining products. That's who they're hiring. So if you're out hiring, the number one question to ask them is, what's your category design strategy? Because if the company you're joining doesn't have a strategy for earning 76% of the economics in the space, um, you're in trouble. Also important to know, if you're looking at a public company, at Category Pirates, not long ago, we did a set of research on public companies to see how their valuations were affected when the public market investors viewed them as, as category designers or not. And it turned out the companies that were viewed by investors as designing and or dominating categories were valued four and five times more than other growth companies that were not viewed as being category designers. And so whether you're joining a startup, a mid-stage company, or an already public company, know that the category king earns 76% of the economics, and in public company situations, they're valued four and five times more than comparable good companies that are not category kings. 
All right, we would like to thank, thank you, thank you for your time and attention. I deeply appreciate it. Uh, also, uh, shout out to my friends at Play Bigger Advisors. Al Ramadan co-authored the book Play Bigger. And if you're looking to design and dominate your category, why not go to the originals? Playbigger.com. My friends at Atronet have been building legendary B2B websites in Silicon Valley for over 20 years. Remember, your website is the first thing people see. And let's be uh, candid. Most companies' websites kind of suck. So go to atre.net to get a legendary B2B website today. April 4th, 5th, and 6th, the CIO Summit with my friends at Acceleration Economy. Registration is free at aeciosummit.com. That's aeciosummit.com. I hope to see you there. All right, today's information is provided to you solely for informational purposes. And this podcast is sole property of the Lockhead Oddcast Network. Please don't uh, forget to consult your doctor, lawyer, shaman, mystic, yoga instructor, category designer, and uh, clearly um, shrink before acting on any of today's information. If you think that dialogues matter, why not check out uh, Leading Business Dialogue Podcast, Follow Your Different, with myself and many legendary guests. Warning the creators of this podcast may have been consuming libations, and the left lane is the fast lane. Please get out of it. Please be kind and rewind this tape before you return it. Thinking about thinking is the most important kind of thinking. And we are produced and edited by the greatest of all time, Jason DeFilippo. Check him out, jason.fyi. He's got a brand new podcast studio in the Los Angeles area, jason.fyi. If you want to do some legendary podcasting, Sarah Knox and Jamie J do our technical execution. They build lockhead.com. Show notes by GM Simon. The R, uh, the Bobus Brothers, RRR, <laughs> RJ, NEX Bobus. Do our web development, and Cedric Biros does our web design. Our law firm is Weed and Jack, and our accountants are three balance sheets to the wind. Don't forget, you can go to CategoryPirates.com today and sign up for our free, gratis, freebie, intro to Category Design Accelerator course, CategoryPirates.com. And the thought I'll leave you with comes from David Lee Roth, who said, you got to roll with the punches to get to what's real. Thank you so much. Please be safe. And until we're together again, follow your difference.